0: You are listening to the Her Money Matters Podcast, episode 29.
1: Welcome to the Her Money Matters Podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real-life stories by women like you. Let's get to it.
0: there. This is Jen Hemphill. And if you are tuning in the day this goes live, which is the day of Christmas Eve, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and really thank you for taking time out of your holiday to tune in and listen to this podcast. If you're listening, to this podcast another day outside of the Christmas Eve day. I want to thank you as well because it means so much that you even take some time out of your busy schedule to tune into this podcast, to listen to what I have to say, sometimes my rants, sometimes things of that sort, or uh, listening to to my amazing guests that I have on this podcast. I figure that for this particular episode, I'd release one with a guest just to make it light and fun. And I really couldn't think of a better person to make it light and super fun other than Jen Hatsung. Now, let me tell you just some highlights from my conversation with Jen. Uh, in this episode, you're going to learn the impact that the Candid family Family Conversations about money growing up how what impact they had on Jen. You're also gonna hear Jen's take on who should be the money manager in the household. You're gonna learn on why Jen and her husband did not do their dream honeymoon in Europe, and what resulted instead. And also what calculated risk they took to pay off a good chunk of their debt, and why they did it. So I'm going to give you a little more details, a little uh, bio on Jen Hatsung. Jen Hatsung has a BA in political science and has a background in social media, brand marketing, working with military families, and nonprofit communications. Jen is the co-founder of the podcast She Percolates, where they believe success is an ever-evolving concept. It is different for everyone. And each iteration is valid and worth celebrating. Their mission is to introduce their audience to interesting and inspiring women who live all different versions of success. They strive to encourage women to live out their own version of success. Now, let's not delay anymore. And because I really, really want you to meet Jen. Welcome, Jen, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here and to have another Jen to talk to today.
1: Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm a little bit nervous to share my my like money experience, the good and the bad, but I'm excited to be here.
0: No, well, I'm excited to have you. I, uh, well, let me tell you all. Uh, I've already told you about the professional Jen, but she's also a military spouse like myself. She is an amazing Instagrammer. I've learned so much from her. Oh, thank you. And, uh, so there's just so much to learn. She's just so creative. And, uh, and you'll, I've already told you about the She Percolates podcast, but it's an awesome, fun show to listen to. So, uh, just wanted to plug that in. So you ready to dive in?
1: Yes, I am. Thank
0: you. Okay, perfect. Well, Jen, we know about you, the professional. We know you're a rock star. That's not to question. I just wanted to know and for our listeners to know more about you, Jen, the woman, the soon to be mom, because you're expecting the wife, the sister, the aunt, all that. So tell us something more about you that maybe uh, you've never shared and you're willing to share. I'd love to know.
1: Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, like you said, um, I'm the co-host of She Percolates. My husband is a maintenance officer in the Navy, so I've moved around a lot. My my dad was also in the Navy for 32 years. He retired just a few years ago. So, I grew up in the Navy. I feel like it just kind of – I always joke, like, if you were to cut me, I wouldn't bleed red. I would bleed blue for the (laughs) Navy. (laughs) Um, But um, so, something about me, well – some people might know, but I thought that I was going to go to college and become a doctor. I applied to all of, um, all of the colleges as a pre-med microbiology major. Oh, wow. and, yeah. Then I, then as senior year, like, you know, really got in full swing and came to an end. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, and then I changed my major like three times in college and I, um, I went from being the gal that everyone thought would graduate in three years and be all crazy, and I took some extra time. And I just – I really fa- – I feel like I really focused on finding myself and and being okay with not – everything not being perfect or going the way, you know, according to plan. So, right. yeah. And then also I do have um, – I do have a background in in finance. That was my first job out of college. So I worked for a large financial institution and, um, I had to wear, um, you know, I had to wear power suits, pantyhose and pearls for like in my mid, my early to mid twenties. So, (laughs) so I've been on both the corporate side and then on this more of entrepreneurial side.
0: That is interesting. And I'm with you about the changing. I also changed majors in college and then got went on to got get degrees that I'm know basically I can't say I'm not using them but not specifically in that focus of course I've taken away from them and have applied to what I do today but uh, I definitely hear you on that because I think sometimes we you know we graduate high school and you know f- for a lot of us we know the next thing is college right yeah. and we don't really have the time we think we know what we want to do but we're young, you know, so to, to uh, really decide right away for not for all of us, maybe, you know, there's only a few that know right away what they want. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know for for me, goodness, I was going to be a dentist. Yeah,
1: that that was my initial medical type world to here we are now podcasting.
0: Yes, yes. But then I realized one day, I'm like, Oh, And I know this sounds silly, but oh, you know, I was thinking I'm going to have to look at people's teeth, which means not all mouths are the same. So they're not all going to be pretty and I might be disgusted and I have a Really sensitive stomach, so that made me change my mind. Silly as it is, but anyways, yeah. So let's, <laughs> get back. let's get back to you. Tell us how you grew up around money. You know, maybe conversations you had with your parents, or your parents had conversations with you, or maybe things that you saw and experienced. I'd, we'd love to know more about that.
1: Yeah. So, um, so growing up, I would say. I would say we were totally middle class, like the middle of middle class. Um, We definitely, I don't think we were poor. I don't, you know, I don't think we were super well off and wealthy. Um, So I never, I never went without things that I needed. Maybe sometimes there were things that I wanted that I didn't get to have, but everything we needed was always there. Uh, We were always able to do things. Thankfully, we, we grew, my dad was stationed in some really amazing places. So we were just like, we lived I spent most of my life living in San Diego and Hawaii, so just beautiful, yeah. So places where you could just like go to the beach and go camping and do stuff like that. So that was we. I was really lucky in that sense, but uh, my parents were really, really candid and open and honest about money. I mean, it was it wasn't something to where they were saying. You know, they were worried or stressed about money, and then that that kind of trickled down to us or anything. But they were just they they talked about it, and so it was a conversation that was had in our home. I I, rem- I feel like from a pretty young age, like I would have a lot of conversations with my dad about that, and that really transitioned into um, high school and college, and even especially now. Um, I call my dad a lot and we talk about financial things like just decisions and things to do. And like, you know, just sharing an excitement of like goals that my husband and I have hit or like when we were buying our first house, you know, I, I really, um, I reached out to him a lot just to kind of understand how things are going and just, you know, make, you know, just to kind of make, just get his opinion and his advice on it. And also too, I think it was great because, um, we had that conversation so much when I was young and I just knew that talking about money was okay. It really helped me to, I think it's helpful for my, for my dad because now I don't, I reach out to him, you know? So he's, he doesn't feel like he's lecturing me because I'm saying, Hey, I want to know about this. Yeah. I want you, you know, I want to share this with you or I want your insight. And we have conversations like, Uh, very candidly now that, you know, he, you know, I'll say like, this is what I'm thinking. He'll say, well, this is what I would do. And like, we'll just kind of be like, okay, they're different. And, and even with my husband, he's very, um, my dad and my husband, you know, talk about finances and stuff like that. So, so it's just, it's a conversation that was always had. And, um, I saw, I, I don't, I can't think of a better word than struggle, but there were some struggles, you know, my parents had, um, financially growing up and I saw them in a good way. Like in the sense that like, I, I think I learned from them. And again, it was never like, oh, we didn't have food on the table or like electricity or something. It was just, you know, trying to make things work and get to do those extra things is where, you know, they were trying to make that happen. And I also think as I got older and got out of the house and my siblings were still home, I think for them... Like, fi- like, my parents' financial situation changed a lot to where I would say I grew up more like middle middle class, and I think my siblings grew up in more of a upper middle class.
0: Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love that because, you know, money, it can be such a taboo subject where you don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. speak about it. And the fact that you and your father just speak about it candidly, that you're able to call, he's able to call, even you even mentioned your husband and him talking yeah, uh, candidly about money. I think that's just amazing and just Because, like I said, it's just money can be such a taboo subject. So, for you all to be able to do that, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because that is definitely helpful.
1: It is, and that also too, I think, translated as well. Because some of my closest girlfriends that I've been friends with since you know, like middle school, and Mm -hmm. we still talk, text regularly. I was texting with them this morning. We we are open about it too, and so it's just it's one of those things where I feel like I just you know, it, it's a conversation that's okay to have with people, not with everyone, but I'm right. okay talking about that. And so
0: that yeah. is great. That is great. Cause you don't see that that often yeah. at all. So I, I love that. And you, of course you're married and are you the manager, money manager in your home?
1: Um, so, so actually this, I was for the first like five and a half years of our marriage. And okay. so just in this last, um, and the last couple of months we've transitioned to my husband taking over and so which was really helpful in the the time that it happened it was when I just found out I was pregnant and okay. I had a really really bad first trimester which Jen I know you know but yes. I was, like, dead to the world. I was just so sick. I had been to the hospital a few times. I was taking medication. I was I was barely functioning. So it was a really good time for us to transition because I was like, I can't even, like, take this all – I can't even do this all right now. So yeah. it was really good. But I, I think that um, – my husband's really good with money. I think he's naturally more of a saver than I am. So it was good for me to really be in charge of it for a while. But I think it's really helpful for both sides to get to do it because you really, mm-hmm. you see what the other side was doing. And you and I think some of the times where were, you know, like, little blunders happened when I was managing it, like now that happens for him. And I think he sees it better how like, oh, I know Jen was working on this really hard and always keeping things up to date, but little things happen. You both, you know, are slipping your card and, and taking care of things that you forgot to mention to one another. So then like, right. you know, the balance is just less than what you thought it would be. Because if you both go out and spend the $75 and you just didn't realize or communicate it that well, then, you know, you're, you're missing a big chunk of money that you just kind of thought was going to be
0: there. So, oh, absolutely. Communication yeah. is, is so big and. You are not the only person that I have I've spoken to recently that is that there's they're in the process of transitioning or they've transitioned where they're no longer the the money money manager, but their spouses. So yeah, it's, uh, definitely need to see. And you're right. And I one of the things I uh, talk about is. To make sure that both, even though obviously one, one person is going to be the money manager, right? But for both people to know what's going on. So therefore, yes. if something happens, like you said, you found out that you were pregnant and you had already transitioned. But if you hadn't at that time, would he have known what's going on? And then you being, you know, not feeling well and trying to communicate that, that would have been made, uh, made for a difficult Time, so it's yeah. always good to be in the loop, even though you may not be the money manager. But always be good to be in the loop about that, for sure.
1: Yeah, I also think too. I um, I feel like a lot of my friends, this the woman does the the money managing, but I know mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it, I don't know if it's normal, but it seems to me. When I did financial counseling, a lot of times the guy really handled that more. And I think in the military Mm -hmm. world, I think it's really important for the women to know all of that because once deployment happens... They don't have access to everything. You know, they don't have internet that works all the time. You need to know what bills are coming in and out. And I just think it works well for both to know those things, for both to have an understanding of like, okay, these bills come out this pay period. These bills come out this pay period. Here's how much money we have, like, you know, extra free, frivolous, fun money we have each pay period and understand that I think. I think it helps your spending when you when you both know what what is coming out each month in each pay period. No, so.
0: absolutely, I agree. And Jen, what would you say is the best money you've spent?
1: Okay, so this is super easy, hands down. <laughs> the best money we have ever spent was the trip we took to Europe um, last December. Okay, and I say that because this was the the trip that we took. We went to Paris and we went to Italy. Oh, so fun. Yes, and we, I wanted to do that for our honeymoon like six years ago, but. Financially, we were not at a place to do that. And I'm so glad that we waited instead of just putting that all on our credit card. And, you know, and then, and then, yeah, we would have been there and had fun. But I don't, we would, I would have been worried. We both would have been worried about, like, oh, should we really spend this money? This trip we took to Europe was after my, right after my husband got home from deployment. He got home mid November. We left the day after Christmas. So, like, six weeks. But, we had saved up, we paid cash for everything. I mean, obviously we used our like rewards points credit card, but it was like every time we made a major purchase, like bought the tickets, did this, we transferred the money right over to pay it off. So we had saved up that money. and it was like the best, the best that is, thing ever. We that is did awesome. not we did not worry about what we were spending over there because we had we had saved up a large chunk of money for like spending money to to go out to eat. To do some shopping, to just you know, to do all that stuff. So it was, it was so worth it. And I feel like it is is just an experience that I know we will never forget. And I'm just really, I'm really glad that my husband really pushed us to wait for that trip to be able to save and pay for it in cash. So
0: that is beautiful, and I'm glad you bring that up because I know, for example, as you know, with the family and I took a trip to Spain. Yeah, we had been wanting to do that for years. And but at that time, our kids were younger, or we didn't have kids. And then we started having kids and then they're young. So it's like, are they going to really appreciate that trip? And like you we, you know, we wanted to make sure that we had it covered because we've been like, for example, we for a a crew, we went on a cruise and you know, we had saved up for it, no problem. And but then what we didn't think about was the extra stuff on the cruise. So we didn't have the money to do that. And so it's like, oh, okay, we'll get off the boat, <laughs> get yeah. something to eat, but we can't go on this, you know, uh, snorkeling or do all the other extra fun stuff. And it's not that you have to do all that stuff, but you want to have that liberty to choose, uh, that freedom to choose whether you want to do it or not. So that's, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah,
1: And I think, too, it was really good. Because it was a goal of ours. So it was like each – when we would make big financial purchases or do things, it was like we would factor that in. Like how will this affect when we get to go? I mean, and, and thankfully – Right. I mean, not thankfully, but – a blessing from my husband being deployed last year is we were able to save a lot of extra money. So in addition to paying a lot of things off and, and and putting money in our regular savings, we also were able to say like, okay, we're going to allot this much money each month to go towards our trip. And that was kind of our reward after his nine month deployment was taking this long awaited, right. you know, trip to Europe. So
0: that is awesome. I love that. Yeah. And uh. As far as how you do your finances, do you um, are you more of a spreadsheet person? Are you so, so, uh, software? Or are you more of traditional with a pencil, paper, calculator?
1: We, it's funny. My husband and I are the exact same way. We are pencil, paper, and calculator. I I would do it each month in my uh, big planner just okay. so it would all, always be in the right spot. And But he does it every um, he does it in his, he has tons of legal pads that he uses for notes and everything, but we, we're both very, it's very similar. We both did the same thing every pay period. We would, you know, write down how much money came in, what bills are coming out, even though it's pretty much the same every month, but it was right. like, we needed to do that and, and factor it all in. And and we have it set up pretty well to where, um, We've kind of evened out to where different bills come out each pay period, so it's about the same amount, but we like to calculate it every two weeks so we know exactly, okay, this is exactly what's coming out. And this pay period, we have this much extra money. This pay period, we have this much extra money. And then we also, um, my husband is a little bit better at this than I am, but he will also factor in like, okay, we need to buy this thing that you know, this pay period that, you know, like if he needs a new uniform or I need to order new glasses or something. So he's really good at that. And then we, um, we go over it every, every pay period. So every two weeks, we just kind of, just so we both know, you know, like, Hey, here it is. Or some weeks we, some pay periods, we have three weekends where it's, where we're, you know, we're living off of our extra money, um, after we've done savings and all this stuff. So, we he'll be like oh I took some of our extra money and I
0: before we jump into today's content keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show it's something special just for you
1: put it towards groceries because we have three weekends we have to get through and stuff. Right. So, so, yeah, just really good. I th- I just think there's something about writing it out and doing it that way than just kind of plugging numbers in. That's really helpful for both of us. So Right,
0: right. Yeah, I do a little bit of both. The spreadsheet to just get like the picture of uh, the money. And then I have one of those composition um, yeah. notebooks that I go through and I literally write every single month uh, so I can check off. Because there's yeah. been some where I'm like, oh, I swear. Sometimes since we do the online bill pay, I input whatever bill that is, how much is due. And if you don't hit enter, you know, maybe I got because I get, you know, squirrel, you know, that's me. I get easily distracted. And if you don't enter, you don't get the confirmation number, which means <laughs> yeah, you didn't pay the bill. So I make sure that I check it off. I uh, write down all the stuff One, you know when uh, we pay it and then write those confirmation numbers because that way I know it's been done.
1: Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's good. I think so. Another thing that we've done that's really helpful for us is we give ourselves every pay period a certain amount of money to spend eating out. And that's really been helpful because that I feel like was where a lot of our uh, of our, you know, extra fun money was going to was eating out. And so now we have a set amount each pay period. And so now we we kind of double think sometimes when we want to go out on like a Tuesday night for dinner. We, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, let's go out to dinner. And then when I think about it more, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to spend that $40, $50 tonight. Let me just whip something up that's in the fridge, and let's save that for the weekend or something. Right, so, right. So, yeah, so we have a set amount, and then, too, it just depends on – sometimes that means we go out to two really nice dinners for the two weeks, and sometimes we just are like, you know what? Well, We're going to just kind of do smaller things, and we'll go out to brunch a couple of times and get a, a more simple dinner out. So it really – it helps us, I think, to – really think about those spending decisions that we're we're making.
0: Right. I like that. So basically you use the traditional pencil paper calculator. You sit down uh, every pay period to look at your finances. You divvy up money depending also on what's coming up. Yes, Um, And you really plan as far as eating out those things that you enjoy doing. Because that was going to be my next question is about how you manage your finances, but you pretty much answered that.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. Well, and I do have to say too, like, it's not perfect. There are definitely times... It's never perfect. Yeah, we go over. (laughs) And so then the next pay period, we're like, okay, we, you know, we used... There's this much money on the on the credit card that we didn't have to pay it off because we like to pay it off each time, and so so we'll have to kind of take that from next week's fund money or reevaluate. So we're you know we're we're definitely not perfect, and we've come a long way because when we were first married, we fought a lot about money. Not mm-hmm. a lot, but that if there was one thing we were fighting about, it was that. So, right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and it's never perfect. Like it just for us is it's never perfect. And that's one thing that I think holds people back. It's not that it has to be perfect, but one, they're afraid to start. And then if it doesn't work out, right? Yeah, so it just right. just know that it's never perfect. You know, sometimes you're going to overspend here, or there, but the important thing is that you know how much it was. So, you know, how to work from there, you know, because yeah. you can't work on something unless you know exactly what you need to, what you're working with. So yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because it's, it's never perfect and never will be. That's, that's yeah. just how it is. It is. <laughs> life it is, is not stagnant and life is a lot of ups and downs, you know, life happens, things happen and that's how it is. It is what yeah. it is. It is. And what would you say is your proudest money moment?
1: So I would have to say this happened um, pretty recently, just last month in July. Mm -hmm. Um, We uh, paid off. My student loan,
0: congratulations! Um,
1: which, yeah, thank you. So we paid like in the same month we paid off my student loan, and we had taken out we had consolidated some debt on this on a loan that like a five year loan that had a really low interest rate, you know, like two some percent, and and we paid that off, and we paid that off like two and a half years early. So we that is so awesome. We paid both of those things off, and now the only debt that we have is our mortgage, and then my husband's interest free car loan, and so that. Was was a really 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 big deal to do that.
0: That so, is. And congratulations for doing that. You. That is exciting cuz then you have more extra money to do the reach those financial other financial goals that you were, you want to work on. So
1: Yeah, so it's great. Thank you. So we did we had to rearrange some of our spend some of our spending obviously um but also we we made a really big decision that we were going to take some of the money we were putting in investments for this year and we we were going to use it to get that stuff paid off because we are going to be having a baby at the end of the year. So it was one of those things that we were like in the long run, I feel like we're, you know, instead of continuing to pay these off for many years, we just need to get it paid off kind of, you know, take that investment loss for the, for, you know, six or seven months, but know that we're going to be pretty close to debt free Mm -hmm. And then, and then, you know, and then start back up again at the end of the year, putting all of that, the money that we were putting in investments is going back there and not to pay off the loan. So,
0: right, right. That is great. Good thinking. And it comes from, I believe also from you, you both communicating with each other. So, yeah.
1: And that was something that we both had to be okay with it and the timing of everything and, and stuff. So it was very, um, we talked about it a lot and we used. We used some of our savings money like we had, you know, we have a couple different pots of savings money like the cannot touch. This is emergency fund for if like the world starts to end and (laughs) my husband doesn't have a job or something. We had other savings funds and we were like, you know what? It's better to take this and get that debt paid off than to just have it sit there and earn like some crazy nothing percent. Right. You know? And
0: you touched so. about something, you know, as far as the decision to do that, because sometimes, you know, yes, I stress that emergency funds are only to be used in emergencies. But if there is a certain situation that you talk with your spouse and it's you think if you know you, you also got to think about in terms of is the the income that you're gaining at the moment, is it stable? So if you're confident that it's stable, it might you might consider using that for that debt, if that's, you know, something that you are really wanting to get rid of. So right. that that is some thought. And it's great that you're communicating because with communication, even though it, it, sometimes it's stressful and sometimes there might be fights, your spouse, your significant other is going to have some thought process that you might not think about. And from just you both speaking to each other about it, you can come up with a really great plan. Yes, So, yeah. um, that is that is awesome and congrats again.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Now what would you say we all are guilty of this? So what <laughs> would you say is your worst purchase?
1: So um so I think this is gonna kind of be a tie for two things so I, i'll I'll share my earlier, my younger years one, and then like a more recent one that I've recently changed. But when okay. I was first out of college, I feel like I struggled with credit card debt. But I wasn't buying huge, major purchases, so I didn't think a lot about it. I didn't think I was really doing anything super bad or super wrong. I was using it to go to happy hour and go, you know, get a pedicure and stuff like that. And so that – so doing all of those things, I was like, well, that kind of screwed me over. <laughs> in terms of like, you know, when we got married, we had to pay – you know, we used some of my husband's savings money to pay some of that stuff off and stuff like that. And it just – I didn't set myself up in the best way. Um and so, but I would say, recently—not recently, like in the last month—but in the last few years, I really struggled with the whole like sh- mini shopping trips. Like I would just go out and buy a few, you know, fifteen twenty dollar tops here or there, and it would really add up. But I wouldn't wear them a lot or mm-hmm. for a long period of time. And so, I really I came to terms with this idea—the whole idea of. Quality over quantity. Gotcha. And I think that that has totally changed the way that I spend. And I look back, and there's a lot of purchases where I, well, those, every time you're at a store and you're like, oh, it's just $15, like that adds up. If you yes. do that once a week, that's $60. If you do it, you know, at two stores once a week, that's $120 a month. And like those things add up. And then, um, so I think for me, that was it. And also, but just the mini shopping trips in general, I also avoid now as much as it pains me to do it. I avoid the dollar bins at Target because I'm like, I don't need $10 worth of little things. And then right. when and I decide... Yeah, when I decide, you know, when we decide to go walk our dog on Saturday and and both get coffee, I don't feel bad spending seven or eight dollars on two coffees because I've stopped spending that extra ten fifteen dollars at every store here and there. So
0: right, right. And you mentioned quality over quantity, and and something that I want to uh, share with the listeners because she mentioned tank tops and quality over quantity. She is such a great styler. Styler, and if you <laughs> look on her Instagram, she's. Always looking so beautiful and just spot on. I'm like, I need some advice here. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you. Which actually, that's a great segue, actually, because I am going to be launching a, a second podcast called Style Files.
0: I'm so, I'm so excited about that. I, I've yeah. already signed up because I'm like, okay, when is she going to start? Because I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs>
1: oh yay! Thank you. So that yeah. So what that'll be is is that is me sharing how I've gotten to the place of finding my personal style that I love, doing it affordably and feeling confident in what I'm wearing. So oh, right. I'm not going to be telling you to go out and buy that $4,000 outfit that's in the fashion magazine because as gorgeous as it might be, no one, I mean, that's like, that's a couple months of my mortgage right there. So like, I'm not trying to do that at all, but I I feel like I've really learned the craft of really investing in pieces that you love. And I don't care if I wear this top once or twice a week I love it I feel good in it and I get compliments in it and I'm confident in it and
0: and so it's worth that value so right I love it yeah yeah well thanks for sharing that um I'm excited about that so that's why I was like I'm gonna bring this up it has nothing Yay! but it, it does have to do with money because you're gonna be sharing about styles that don't that are affordable so yeah I had to I had to put that in So, uh, and Jen, as you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because
1: I would say her money matters because knowing about your finances and being educated about it is empowering. So I think that. We as women need to empower ourselves in every way that we can. And and I think you should know where that money is going. You should know Absolutely. how much money is coming in each month. You should know how much you're paying for water and electric each month and groceries and eating out and all of those things. How much you spend at
0: Target each month. How
1: much you spend on your kids and yourself. And Yeah. Love it.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Jen, this has been so much fun as always. You're so much fun to talk to. So I really appreciate you being here on on the podcast. Tell us where is the best place for people to find you and learn more about you?
1: Okay. So like you've mentioned before, the best place I think to learn more about me and see what's going on in my daily life is on Instagram. And my handle is just my name. It's at Jen Hatsung, H-A-T-Z-U-N-G. And then also for our podcast, She Percolates, again on Instagram, the handle is at She And also both of those are our website. So ShePercolates.com and then when my other show launches, it'll be JenHatsung.com. So
0: very easy. Okay, perfect. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes. So thanks again, Jen, for sharing all that stuff. It was really a blast talking to you today and I'm sure we'll talk again soon.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: No, thank you. Wasn't that super fun uh, and Jen is just amazing so I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. Now I wanted to give you a little update on Jen as this this was recorded uh, several months prior to its release. So you heard that when um, we were chatting that she was very pregnant and expecting her first baby with her husband. So I'm happy to report that since our interview, her baby daughter arrived and now the Hatsung family is now a happy family of three. So congratulations, Jen, to you, to your husband, and to your precious baby girl. So let's recap some things that uh, we talked about today. We talked about the impact those candid family money conversations growing up had on Jen. Uh, She also shared with us her take on who should be the money manager in the household. And she also shares why her her and her husband did not do their dream honeymoon when they first got married to Europe, but what resulted instead, and also what calculated risks they took to pay off a good chunk of their debt and why they did it. So I also, before we wrap up, I wanted to give a quick shout out as we got a great, awesome review, and it comes from the user Aura Lu, So I hope I pronounced that right. And she titles the review, uh, Beyond Talking. It's a five-star review. And she says, assuming a she, this is a must listen to podcast and a fantastic companion to the website jenhempill.com. There are so many useful tools and valuable perspectives that are part of of the conversations and on the site. I like that the tone is positive and that we get to hear from multiple different people. It's really great to hear something different than the standard money advice about budgeting. The The discussions make you look forward to dealing with your own money and financial issues instead of putting it off. So thank you so much for those awesome words and just wanted to make sure that I gave her a shout out. Now, let's talk about a big takeaway that I took from uh, the conversation with Jen, which I completely agree on. And I'm sure if you have listened to some of my other podcasts, you have heard me say this. And she talks about how both her and her husband are in the know, are in tune with what's going on with the finances, how how they review everything twice a month. And there's various reasons for for doing this. I know sometimes there's one party that's in the know and the other one doesn't, but and there's a lack of communication, and partly of that is because it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, but it's one that needs to be had. And reasons for having that conversation for both parties being in the know, there's just various reasons, but really, that I want to highlight some life happens. So you heard Jen said that there was a transition and her first trimester was a tough one. So if she had not had that transition of who managed the finances and her husband wasn't in the know, that would have made things a lot trickier. So when life happens and uh, both parties need to know so the other one can pick up where where the original money manager left off. Another reason for really that it's important as to why both parties need to be in the know, it just really gives for a better collaboration. If you think about it, two heads are better than one. So if you're trying to problem solve on your own a money issue or or, uh, some debt that you're trying to pay off or something, some challenge you're having around with money Don't do it alone. Two heads are better than one. Discuss this with your significant other. So it definitely gives for better collaboration. And besides better communication, and you really, it allows you because both are in the know for better money decisions. So let's say that, let's give two scenarios. Let's say your spouse is the money manager in this case, right? And you don't even know what's going on. You just know that some money's there to do groceries. So let's say you're doing groceries and you just know some money's there. Would it, what would happen if you knew that if you went, of course, you'd, you're not necessarily going to go over the groceries, but if you were in, in the know of everything that was going on, like... Uh, your significant other was putting an extra amount towards some debt, but you didn't know this. You just know maybe it was being paid off, but didn't know they were working really hard to pay off the debt and they needed an, an extra, I don't know, $100 a month uh, to to go towards the debt. If you knew that, you would be making some better, chances are higher that you're going to be making some better money decisions when you go grocery shopping when you go uh, needing to buy some stuff for the kids or whatever the case may be so the chances are higher that you get you make those better money decisions so those are really three things that strike out as me as very important as to why you both need to be in the know one life happens so one person needs to pick off pick up where the other one uh, left off Two heads are better than one. It's better collaboration when you're trying to problem solve. And you can make so much better money decisions when you're in the know and have a clear picture of the whole of your all your finances. So that is a wrap for today. I hope you enjoyed this Interview. I want to thank Jen Hatsung for being for joining us today for sharing her stories for sharing some great insights and uh check out the show notes and the transcription um on where to find Jen at jenhempill.com forward slash 29 is in episode 29 and that's com forward slash 29. If you haven't done so already, be sure to join us in our private Facebook community. It's a community that I've created just for you and it's called the Her Money Matters community and you can do so by going to jenhemphill.com forward slash community. So that way you can connect with me because I know I really, really want to connect with you. And you can also connect with other like-minded women from different parts of the world. It will definitely keep you motivated uh, around your finances. So I hope you join us in the group, join us in on the conversation. It's a lot of fun. So, Thank you so much for listening in today and I will talk to you again next Thursday.